in season and out of season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. You know, the disciples, before they believed, they belonged. They belonged to Jesus. Before they believed, they belonged. Do you belong? Do you belong to Jesus? I do. He's my Lord. He's my Savior. He died for me. He rose for me. He's coming back for me. Is he your Lord? Is he your Savior? Do you belong? It's all about belonging. The disciples belonged before they believed. We need to belong before we believe. I'm reading from John 6, verse 15, after the multiplication of the loaves. When Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him a king, he withdrew again to a mountain by himself. This is a temptation because it's either a throne or a cross. And he knew that he had to die on the cross, that he had to die on a tree. This is a temptation, one of the temptations of Christ. And I'm going to tell you, it would be very easy for him to say, I want the throne. But that would have meant that we would not be saved. He went to the cross so that we, you and I, would be saved from our sins. He went to the cross because he loved us so that we would go to heaven and have life on earth, that we belong to him. I'm continuing to read. When evening came, his disciples went down to the sea. They got into a boat and started across the sea to Capernaum. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because of a strong wind was blowing. Why was the sea rough? Because the sea is between the mountains and the desert, and when the air from the mountains and the desert clash, the seas become rough. We were on the Sea of Galilee on a beautiful day, and it just happened that the air from the mountains and the desert clashed, and the boat was being tossed to and fro, but we were okay. You see, these things happen because things happen. It's all about the sea being tossed by the desert and the mountain air. Let's continue. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. Is it dark in your life today? We're experiencing the last darkest days of the year, and that's why I say don't quit. Continue. Persevere. No matter how hard it is, the darkness is something that we hate, and God is making light every day 
more and more and more. Things are changing. Don't quit. It was now dark, and Jesus had not yet come to them. The sea became rough because of a strong wind was blowing. When they had rowed three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea and coming near the boat. What does that mean? The sea equals chaos. Jesus is walking on chaos. He has the power over chaos. Do you know that he has the power over chaos in your life today? In your life. All of our lives are filled with chaos. Jesus wants to walk on the sea of our chaos and bring us peace. Do you know that today? Do you belong to him today? And he was coming near the boat, and they were terrified. But he said to them, It is I. Do not be afraid. Hallelujah. It is I. Do not be afraid. Then they wanted to take him into the boat. And immediately the boat reached the land to which they were going. That's another miracle. Immediately when they take Jesus into the boat, they reach Capernaum. Has Jesus come into your life today? Have you taken him into your life? Then you reach the place where you need to reach. It's all about taking Jesus into our lives. Do you know that today? Do you take Jesus into your life today so that you reach your destination? I remember once when I was in the airport and uh, the lady said to me, what is your final destination? I said, my final destination is heaven. She said, that's not what I mean. I said, well, that's what I mean. My final destination is heaven. What's your final destination? It wasn't California. It was heaven. The next day, the crowd that had been on the other side of the sea saw that there had been only one boat there. They also saw that Jesus had not got into the boat. Oh, they've got spying on Jesus. They knew he didn't get into the boat, and yet he's with the boat now. How did he get there? He walked on the sea, but they don't know that. And his disciples, but his disciples had gone away alone. Then some boats from Tiberias came near the place where they had eaten the bread after the Lord had given thanks. Again, the bread and the fish is Eucharistic. He raises his eyes. He gives thanks, and he praises God. So when the crowd saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into the boats and went to Capernaum looking for Jesus. We were feeding the poor the other day, and there was a mother with a child, my heart was broken, on the street, 
She was looking for Jesus. She wanted a Bible, and we're getting her a Bible. I remember giving her some sandwiches. She said to her child, We have lunch. I said, My God, this is so sad. It took me weeks, not weeks, but days, to stop thinking about this. I offered Mass for her and for her child. They're on the street. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw signs, but because you are filled with the loaves. Why not signs? Because the signs point to Jesus. You are looking for me because you filled your stomach with bread and fish, not because you saw signs that point to me. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life. That food is what Jesus gives us. He's going to tell us he's the bread of life. And you know what? When he says that, it could mean the word of God also the Eucharist, when the Son of Man will give you, for it is on him that God the Father has set his seal. The seal of God the Father on Jesus is the Holy Spirit. Have you received the Holy Spirit? At baptism, yes. But have you received the baptism of the Spirit and fire? That's what was promised. John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water for repentance, but there's one who comes after me who will baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. Then they asked Jesus, What must we do to perform the works of God? That's plural. Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, singular that you believe in him whom he has sent. So the work of God is to believe in Jesus. The opus dei, which means work of God, means to believe in Jesus. It's all about Jesus. The Father so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. The Father sent the Son so that we might believe in him. But before believing, we need to belong. We need to belong to Jesus before we believe. We need to know that he is ours and we are his. So they said to them, What sign are you going to give us? so that we may see and believe you. He already gave them a sign. He already multiplied bread. He also multiplied fish. They got the sign. They want another sign. What work are you going to perform? Our ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, 
but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. Who is this bread from heaven? Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill me up, fill me up, and set me free. Truly, truly, I tell you, it is not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives present you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. That's Jesus. He came down from heaven. He gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Now this is interesting because we take you to Exodus 3. Moses says to God, Whom shall I say to Pharaoh sent me? And God says, My name is I Am. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I'm God. I'm God who is the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. But I said to you that you have seen me, yet you do not believe. All that the Father gives to me will come to me, and no one who comes to me will I ever reject. All that the Father gives to me will come to me. The Father gave you to Jesus, and no one who comes to me will I ever reject. Jesus never rejects us. He always accepts us. I have prayed with so many people using this verse. They said, but I'm such a sinner. All that the Father gives to me shall come to me, and no one who comes to me will I ever reject. Why? For I have come down from heaven. not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And what is the will of him who sent me? Ultimately, that he would die on a tree for love of us, that he would save us from our sins by the shedding of his blood. This is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of what he has given me, but I should raise it up on the last day. Jesus does not want you lost. He has found you for good, never to be lost. This is indeed the will of my Father, that all who see the Son and believe in him may have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. To believe in the Son, you have eternal life. This is the work of God, to believe in the one the Father sent. Eternal life is this, to believe in you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Then the Jews began to complain about him, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? 
Now he says, I have come down from heaven. He did. He came down from heaven into the womb of the Virgin Mary, brought forth in Bethlehem, raised in Nazareth. But he came down from heaven. Jesus answered them, Do not complain among yourselves. No one can come to me unless drawn by the Father who sent me. Are you with Jesus? The Father drew you to Jesus. Jesus draws you to the Father. And I will raise that person up on the last day. It is written in the prophets that they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Are you with Jesus today? Do you belong to him? The Father did that to you. The Father sent you to Jesus. Do you belong to him today? Remember, belonging comes before faith. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God, that's Jesus. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me has eternal life. I am, using the name of God, the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, and they died. They ate manna, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that a man may eat of it and not die. I am, again the name of God, the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. And on the night before he died, he took bread. He blessed it. He broke it. He gave thanks for it. He says, take and eat. This is my body given up for you. This is my flesh given up for you. And what does it say? Whoever eats the bread that I will give him will have life for the, in my flesh. For the Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. This is Eucharist. Not many people preach about the Eucharist. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. For my flesh is true food. My blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, 
so whoever eats me will live because of me. Protestant people now, evangelical people now, are discovering the Lord's table like never before. It's still a symbol, but they're getting healed, receiving the symbolic blood and body of Jesus. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like what your ancestors ate and died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. I remember being in the ruins of the synagogue at Capernaum, preaching the sixth chapter of St. John, which you've just heard, the glory of God given to us through the Eucharist. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them, and I will raise them up on the last day. When many of his disciples heard this, they said, this teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining about it, said to them, does this offend you? Then what if you were to see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit that gives life. The flesh is useless. The words that I have spoken are spirit and life. But among you, there are some who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the first who were the ones who would not believe and betray him. And he said, for this reason, I have told you that no one can come to me unless it is granted by my Father. Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. Now, a disciple was not a Sunday Catholic. They had given up everything to follow Jesus. And Jesus does not call them back. He says, let them go. Because I meant what I said, and I said what I meant. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus asked the twelve, Do you wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answered them, Did I not choose you, the twelve? Yet one of you is a devil. He was speaking of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, for he, though one of the twelve, would betray him. Unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have no life in you. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit, 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word became flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary and dwelt among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Read John 6 today for homework. Believe that he is the bread come down from heaven. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. In Season and Out of Season. Yeah.